Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. ESPN courtesy of the call last week as Alabama takes on Arkansas. But Ken, what was the final margin of that game? Hmm. The three. They won by. They won by three. A little, a little Feliz Naritav winner on Arkansas. Oh, last week. I didn't even know where you were going here. Okay, Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. What was what was our what was our narrative there? What were we looking at? Oh, it was uh, it was Alabama's back. They beat Texas A and M, and now everyone thinks they're going to win the national championship. Uh, Double cross. They're not even going to cover against Arkansas. Hell yeah. Read 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 their own news clippings. Mm, yeah. Can't do that. Yeah, it's can't do that. Bad one. spot out of all the spots. Nope. That's don't want to read the clippings. Don't do it. It's a bad. It's a bad spot. It's a bad spot to be in. Uh, we will get to bets of steel. We will get to bets for tonight. In Major League Baseball, maybe we'll get to the old monster teaser if we have time. But we got a pretty loaded Lochmas segment coming up here, which will feature not one, but two bets from Santa Lockie here in the SEC for this weekend in college football. A nice early week present. Again, tantamount to getting a Christmas present like before Thanksgiving. So we absolutely love it. And then we will have a spirited conversation, or maybe it won't be, I don't know. A a conversation. I can't promise spirited. We'll see. On who will be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. And we will do all of that, gentlemen, on this Wednesday, which happens to be day three of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. It's Lockmas time on You Better You Bet. Hey! All right, Santa. You got a couple. This, this went great last week. Houston. Yeah. Hit two winners last week from Santa Lockie midweek on day three of Lochmas. You got two games for a Santa in the Southeastern Conference. Dun 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 uh, What are they? What are the early week selections here on day three? It was a, like a slow, almost like a romantic version of the song. That was uh, that was pretty good. It's like a ballad. Um, there are, uh, that's like, two, when, like, I, like, I, like when two Alabama fans like get married. Like that's what right, they play at the yeah, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody stands dun, up. Everybody stands up at the dun, ceremony at the church. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. And then Gary Danielson comes down sequence. and criticizes the bride's dress. <laughs> no, perfect. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, couple SEC bets. I, I think there's going to be, I can't say this for sure. It looks like some some really good options, I think, for bets coming up this weekend. Um, so we'll see what we come up with by Friday. But two games, and these will be a little different, uh, only in that I don't know what the entry point is going to be to betting these. I know I like both sides almost no matter what. It's just kind of like, how do you get the best number possible? Because I think the market movement in both is really, really interesting so far. Uh, so I'll tell you the two sides first, and then we'll go into kind of like a, a, a detailed version of why I like both. Uh, I like the Iron Bowl parlay. 
uh, going on this weekend. So I really like Alabama laying a little more than a touchdown against Tennessee at home. And I really like Auburn, who nobody wants, uh, at home against Ole Miss, almost getting a touchdown. And I say almost because, like, that's why don't we start with that game? Because that's where the market movement can be interesting. This game opened Ole Miss by six. The movement has been toward Ole Miss so far. They're on the road in this game. I think I mentioned that already. Out to six and a half, and the six and a halfs are getting juiced a little bit. And seven, obviously, like, you know, think about, like, well, what are key numbers in college football, especially in, you know, the totals are much larger, you know, less kicking, like, less, like, tight scores. So really, like, the multiples of seven become really, really important when you're talking about betting games. So being able to get seven in a game as opposed to six, six and a half is, like, in college, something I'm really interested in. I think we might get seven in this game. I really do. Why does nobody want Auburn? Because uh, they looked miserable, and their offense has been absolutely brutal. Um Hugh Freeze is playing two quarterbacks. I'm not sure either of them are particularly good or should be playing. He tells the media he's going to keep going with this like two quarterback alternating system. I mean, think about like Mac Jones with Malik Cunningham in the run packages. That's like kind of what Auburn does. And it has been as effective as what the Patriots have done, especially last week. And so maybe like, well, then why do we want them? Uh, it's a little subjective, but there's like a couple things going on here. First of all, like, I have been dying to find a situation, and I, I could have done it against Georgia, who, by the way, like Auburn at home almost beat a couple weeks ago. So if you're like, well, they can't hang in this game, they literally almost beat Georgia the last time they played a home game against a really good team. So like, let's let's do that first. I've been dying to find a situation to bet like Hugh Freeze's landmark win of this season where he upsets a team. And I, I think we've got it. First of all, I think this is a good buy low spot for Auburn. Nobody wants them. The line's moving away from them. And Hugh Freeze as a dog in these kind of a games has been like the absolute nuts throughout his entire career. Um, really a good coach against better competition of keeping the game close. We saw that in the Georgia game, who like nobody had them in. I, I had Georgia. I think I gave out Georgia in that game. I think I bet Georgia in that game, uh, like 14, I think, or something like that. And, and literally uh, Auburn had a chance to win. I think we can get the same kind of a situation when you play defense as sort of uh, as you're as suspect as Ole Miss does in some big situations. And we talk about this sometimes in football, like what do you not want? Like expected to win by margin with a bad defense can be really rough. How about expected to win by margin on the road against a really good coach by margin when you have that defense also pretty rough. So this is a little subjective. Like this isn't like creating a number and the number's different. I, I actually do think this might go to seven. Uh, I'm waiting. If it stayed six and a half, I would still like Auburn, but like there is a lot to be gained. From potentially getting the seven uh i have this as like a potential outright upset this week really really like auburn almost like that you're getting them when everyone's saying the offense i like, can't possibly score points when literally like less than a month ago we were watching them almost beat the number one team in the country actually that like, kind of interesting uh and also like Ole miss on the road i have a lot of questions to beat Tulane, but lost to alabama like didn't score in the game something like that so like Al uh, like auburn a lot Alabama, this is almost has nothing to do with Alabama. Uh, to be fair, like got up a lot against Arkansas. And then like that final score is not like misleading because they did give up the points, but it's just like kind of an indictment of how Alabama handled the end of that game. It's actually just a complete play against Tennessee. I actually think they're a bad team. And you're going to look at the results and be like, well, how is that possible? And I don't mean bad, like bottom 20 in the country or something, just like nine win total, like ranking, like you see these scores, like they get AM and a backup quarterback spot. Go, and I'm not even going to tell you because I want you to go look it up. Here's your homework assignment. Go look up Joe Milton's stat line from a win over Texas AM last week. It's like the most embarrassing line for a winning quarterback I think I've ever seen. And this is like a credit line. Like this is like Tennessee's not supposed to get smart. Eight and a half at Tuscaloosa is like not 
Like that's like, they're going to be in the game. Like they're going to be competitive. I actually think it's like not possible that he's going to keep them competitive in this game based on what we've seen. So, and he's going to have to, because the one thing Tennessee does is against Florida. We saw this, some other Tulane. We saw this explosive running plays, mobile quarterback, Alabama, like ETN ran for like 250 yards against Tennessee. Milrow and the Alabama offense going to run for a lot of yards too, I think. And then on the other side, like I get Saban crafting a defensive game plan against a guy who can't throw who literally is like 10 for 26 in the games that he plays. Like, I actually think this sets up as a huge blowout. Like, I don't know the revenge game angle, all that stuff, like who cares, honestly. But this is like, I think a short number. And it's entirely, it's not what we've seen so far. Based on what we've seen so far, I think like projections, whatever you, you know, like the publicly available ratings and stuff, you're gonna get a number pretty close to this probably, honestly. Like you're just based on what we've seen so far. This is a play against what I think Tennessee's gonna be when like all the chips are on the table. We haven't had a game like that so far. Like we just really haven't had an example of like what that's going to look like. Uh, and I'm going to bet against it being good or being a good option. So really like Bama, the entry point on that's probably, I don't think it's ever going to go down to seven. So you're probably free to bet it. Like, you know, you can try to time the market however you want, but something between seven and a half and nine and a half is obviously fine. Uh, and that's available everywhere. Uh, and then Auburn, like, let's see if we can get seven against Ole Miss. Like that's going to be really valuable uh, as Hugh Freeze tries to pull off like the upset of the year for him. What about, uh, but what about the revenge angle? In the Alabama Tennessee game. Hey, I mean, it, it, you know, you know what's so funny about these things, though, Nick. Like, cool. Like, I don't bet based on this stuff, but when I like a side and I have that, like, in like just on my side, feels good. <laughs> it feels pretty good to have that. Like, I like Alabama anyway. Like, revenge notwithstanding. And uh, oh, it's a revenge. Oh, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I think I think we're, everybody's gonna watch this game and be like, oh, I had no idea Milton was that bad. Like, yeah. Like, did, did you watch last week? Like, have you watched any of the games? Brutal. Have, have we turned the corner in sports betting content in general where the things that used to really bother everybody or like at least bother like me and like maybe I won't speak for you but bother me like revenge spots have we reached the point where it's now like funny and like it doesn't bother anyone anymore now like we yeah laugh. it's like fun. I would almost instead of funny I would actually say like fun like it's just like fun like here's just like these are yeah these are things that are going on in the game and like I'm not betting because of that but it just yeah I, hey do, do I hope Nick Saban wants to run up the score in this game yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you do. And like impress the playoff committee and maybe get us at large, you know, birth as a, a one loss team. Um, although I guess he's going to have to beat Georgia anyway. And if they lose, they have two losses. They can't make it in. But somehow scoring margin needs to matter still because I need them to run up the score. All right. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, Lockmas day three. Not only today on Lockmas do you get two college football picks. Oh, one, two. And not only do you get two college football picks from Ken Barkley, but also you'll get a conversation on number one overall pick Ken in the NFL draft where Caleb Williams depending on the sports books that, that you're looking at it's a pretty big favorite to go first overall despite the Notre Dame performance this last weekend Caleb like I'm, I'm looking at the uh, let me get the screen up here where Mike has minus 450 Caleb Williams Drake May plus 340 JJ McCarthy of Michigan all the way down the board at 50 to 1 it is worth noting you know M Michael Penix the Heisman favorite is 35 to 1 Quinn Ewers of Texas is 30 to 1 uh Ken what are your observations right now and any bets or handicaps of betting the first overall pick in the NFL draft obviously it's a long way out but do you think anything that we can glean here I, I do think it's really interesting. I also, I think during that analysis, like I just looked at my notes right now. I think I had both teams that I bet on their opponents playing Tulane this year. If I said Tennessee played Tulane, I don't remember if I did. I apologize. They played Florida and allowed a lot of rushing yards. I got that one right. In my head, I go, did I just say that they played Tulane? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, you get the idea. I like Alabama and Auburn. Uh, I, I was texting a bunch of people about this market. I texted Tyler about this too. Tyler, like more in the weeds on the draft content usually than I am. And... 
people would be like, oh, like overreacting to the stories about Caleb Williams' dad and like, you know, that he's not going to turn pro if, if the team that he gets the number one pick he doesn't like. They've requested an ownership stake in the team, like all the stories that are coming out about him. I, those don't really bother me. Like the, the actual story them's like about what they're asking for or anything. Just that like there could be a lot more of this. And that's bad if you're an owner that's like trying to figure out what quarterback like you want your team, like a franchise cornerstone player. Yeah, like it has to be like a tiny, tiny part of giving you a little bit of pause. And only for this reason, if it was Caleb Williams and like Marvin Harrison Jr. and some linemen, then like it's kind of who cares because like they're, they're going to take Caleb Williams. Like if it's a quarterback and there's no other quarterbacks, then like and, or one quarterback's way better than the others, then all this other stuff, all this noise, how Caleb looks the rest of the season, like it's not going to matter because he's just he's the quarterback and there aren't any other ones. Like somebody will talk themselves into it. But you have options this year. And like just reading a lot of the mock draft content already. And, you know, we had, we had Brinson on the show, like Brady Quinn saying like he's talking to NFL people. They have Drake May ahead of Caleb right now. They have Drake ahead of Caleb on the board. I I would just remind people, this is almost like a DeMar Hamlin comeback player of the year thing. The first pick of the draft is not tomorrow. Just like comeback player of the year wasn't handed out like the day after Labor Day when DeMar Hamlin would have won. Like, yeah, Caleb Williams might be the number one pick like last week. He might have been the number one pick. But like you're trying to bet on like, A, what's going to change in the future and then B, like how different things might look and also see how little we have any idea who the actual number one pick is going to be sometimes when there are like viable options. If it was Caleb and he was just like Andrew Luck and there was no other quarterback, then like, cool, whatever. That's not what this is. Like Drake May is a really, really viable option to be the first overall pick. Drake May might end up going undefeated this year. Well, Caleb Williams goes eight and four, and he were like, "Well, that shouldn't matter." Be like, "I bet, I bet for some NFL team, it's going to matter, and they're going to trick themselves and I think they should take Drake May instead." Like, teams don't always do the right, smart thing. When does that ever happen? Like, some owner can't get infatuated with another quarterback. By the way, JJ McCarthy was fifty to one to be the first quarterback selected. A couple of mock drafts have him in the top ten now. They go undefeated, win the national championship. Caleb Williams has all these sideshow stories going on. You think some owner's not like, "Hey, that guy's only twenty years old, and he just led a team to that. I want that." guy like that guy's that guy's the prospect that i want just like consider it the market thinks it's like impossible like they're five to ones on caleb on upper drake may to go first overall there's 50s on mccarthy i i started betting some of this stuff i think i want both those guys and i think going forward i actually think those positions are going to improve i'm not i'm not falling for the caleb stories it's less that and it's more just like I think this is a little more uncertain than people think right now just because like we've been like, hyping caleb williams to a really large degree I kind of can't wait for draft season. Like, we could be so wrong right now. Sam Howell was the favorite to be the number one pick, like, in week three of the year he played. And went in the fifth Remember round. Remember Will Anderson two years ago? I do. I do. The year before, everybody was like, that's number one, no question. But nope, not a, not even close. I mean, well, close, I mean like, Matt, Bar I mean. Matt Barkley was right. one where, like, he was going to be the number one overall pick. Then he goes back to college with USC for another year, and then, like, not even close to being the first overall pick of the draft. Right. We've seen this a lot, Which can still happen. to your point. Uh, again, really good stuff. That was it. It's a banger of a day three of Lochmas. It was really good. That was pretty good. On the other side, on the other side, we'll try to give you some uh, some banging NHL bets for tonight. Bets of Steel and Major League Baseball to close the show right after this. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.